What's up, Cigar Club family? Welcome back to another episode of the Cigar Club podcast. Thank you all so much for tuning in and leaving your thoughts and feedback on each episode. If this is your first time, the Cigar Club podcast is where we talk about all things cigars with you, the Cigar Club family. On today's episode, I'm going to be blind reacting to Cigar Journal and Half Wheels Top 25 Cigars of 2023, and then I'm going to decide which list I think uh, is the best. And so both of these lists I've ignored, I've hidden myself from. Uh, Ramsey's going to be in the background showing me uh, A and B. I don't know if Half Wheels A or if Half Wheels B, so it's going to be completely blind, um, no bias into it. Basically, Ramsey in the background is going to be tallying up um, my favorite uh, choice of each of those top 25. So I'll choose A for number 25 or B for number 25, and he's going to tally up uh, the scores of both A and B. And then at the end, it's going to be revealed to me which list was A, which list was B, and uh, which list received the most votes from me at the end. And That'll be my favorite. I know this has been an episode that over the years a lot of you have requested. We've always done the Cigar Aficionado Top 25 each year, and we kind of usually roast on it or we're normally not a fan of their selections. And so everyone has said, hey, you know, why don't you look at Half Wheels or Cigar Journal? Uh, there's a bunch of other publications out there that do a top 25 or top 10 each year. And so this year we kind of wanted to not only do that, but add a little twist into it by comparing Cigar Journal and half wheels, and then kind of deciding which one ended to be, or ultimately was my favorite. So I'm really excited for this one. This could be something that we haven't done before, completely new. But before we jump into it today, I am smoking the Cigar Club's top 10 cigar of 2023, voted by you, the Cigar Club family, and your ratings each month. This is the Lampert 1675 Azul. Uh, now we shipped out the Robusto. However, I'm smoking the Toro version of this. However, same blend, quite similar, just a different size in terms of the Vitola. But this is made in Nicaragua. It features an Ecuadorian wrapper, Nicaraguan binder, Nicaraguan filler from Condega and Jalapa, as well as some Peruvian tobacco in it. And this was initially released in 2021. And uh, we have shipped it uh, a few times, but uh, we definitely shipped out the Robusto version last year. And I just, I don't know, I love this cigar. I woke up this morning, I was going through the humidor. I didn't really know what I wanted to smoke, and I was kind of rotating through everything, and I saw this one, and I was like, you know what? Got to re-smoke it. It's been a couple months since I've smoked this, and uh, after seeing those uh, Cigar Club ratings and seeing this one come in at number 10, I knew I had to pick it up, and I'm currently drinking some Colombian roasted coffee, I believe, from Ruby Coffee Roasters. It is a bit chilly this morning here. Uh, I am certainly looking forward to warmer weather. It is... Uh, mid 40s but it's very windy it's whipping through here and uh it's cold today and uh, one thing i wanted to jump into before we get into the list i meant to bring this up on the previous podcast episode and uh, maybe i did maybe i didn't i don't think i did but this is a public service announcement uh, and reminder to everyone to rotate your cigars in your humidor check in on your cigars if you've got multiple humidors or multiple locations your cigars are in because for the first time in Seven, eight years now, I found mold. Yep, I found mold on some of my cigars that were in my Winador. I had been lazy and putting off replacing the Bovida packets. I've got some three or four 320-gram Bovidas. I'd been, 
lazy, putting it off, holiday season. I knew I needed to do it. I knew I needed to check on him. You know, with as cold as it's been, I haven't been smoking as much. So I kind of neglected going into that humidor and checking things out. So it had been maybe a month or two and uh, since I'd been in there and kind of checked on things. So I got some more Bovida packets. It was time to replace them. I get in there, start replacing them out, and I just kind of wanted to go through and rotate my cigars. And lo and behold, a couple cigars in the bot no, the top of the humidor, which I know in this humidor tends to be a problem child is towards the top. So I kind of make sure I rotate those top cigars to the bottom and, and what have you every couple months. But lo and behold, I kind of went through and, and I found five cigars that were, it was not plume, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it is never plume. It is mold. So uh, public service announcement, check in on your cigars, check in on your investments. There's nothing worse than uh, open up that humidor. Thankfully, it was only five. The cigars were touching. I got rid of the cigars if they were touching another cigar, regardless if it had mold on it or not. Fortunately, the cigars that did have mold were touching cellophane. And so I was able to kind of not be too concerned about the cigars that had cellophane on them that were next to or adjacent to the cigars that had mold on them. But uh, you know what? It's a, it's a great reminder to, to check in on things. But also, I was very happy that I keep cellophane on. I know some people always want to know, do you remove the cellophane? Do you keep the cellophane on? I always say keep it on there that they are uh, permeable. So humidity gets through that cellophane. It not only protects it if you're transporting them or, you know, protects the wrapper from rubbing up on other cigars as you're rummaging through your humidor. But in this case, it protected it, protected it from mold getting to them. So it was uh, probably one of my worst fears is having a mold outbreak or another fear would be like beetles or something like that. But that's not too common uh, as consumers, because the cigars have aged and rested and gone through kind of all this process. Usually, you see some beetles with Cuban cigars. Uh, I don't see them too much with New World cigars, but it's always a possibility. So let's jump into it now that I've given out my public service announcement and kind of uh, dived into that scary moment. So coming in at number 25, I'm going to refer to uh, cigars in column A versus column B, so Ramsey can tack uh, my score up at the end. But let's jump into it. Coming in at number 25, once again, this is uh, one of these is Cigar Journal, and the other one is going to be Half Wheel. All righty. Coming in at number 25, we've got Long Live the Queen, Queen's Sword for A. And then B, we have one that I don't recognize, Lionel Rare d'Or Robusto. And I'm going to look up that Lionel with hopefully... No spoilers. So Lionel Cigars, I'm going to talk about B first here just because this is a new brand that I don't recognize. Uh, Lionel Cigars in column B, the Rare Day Or. Is it a, let's see. It's a Nicaraguan blend. I've never heard of this cigar company before. That doesn't happen too often. Let's see. Let me find more about this company. If you've heard of this brand and you've smoked their cigars, let me know in the comments below. I'm going to have to, uh, on the after this, take a deeper look into this brand because it's a new one to me. Uh, it looks like it's a German, they have a Germany, German lounge. So it looks like it may be a European brand, which is why I've never encountered them before. Uh, but number 25, Long Live the Queen by uh, Caldwell. This popped up on, I believe it was uh, the Cigar Aficionados list. I think this was number 10, maybe. 
or yeah, I think it was number 10, but this was on there. Uh, a big fan of the Caldwell brand, the Caldwell lines. Long live the queen is a, uh, I believe it was a limited edition that uh, came out in 2023. So that's great. Shout out to uh, Robert Caldwell and Caldwell Cigars for coming in at number 25 for either Cigar Aficionado or Cigar Journal. So great start to that. And Ramsey pulled up. Thank you, Ramsey. Looks like uh, Long Live the Queen Ace of Hearts, which is just a uh, different Vitola, came in at number 14 on Cigar Aficionado's Top 23. So uh, that's huge to, to get not only just, just to be in Cigar Aficionado, but to make it on another list uh, is definitely definitely impressive that's uh that's not that's not luck making it on two different lists and there's a good chance it could be on this other list as well so great start to it and i do have one of these in the humidor i need to pull it out and smoke it i think i may have said this on cigar aficionado's one that we did but i have that in my humidor and i need to get that uh lit up and smoked here and see what i have been missing out on and so for me i'm gonna have to go with long live the queen as my selection of the two here just because i'm not familiar with the leonel brand and so kind of by default, I'm going to have to go over to the Caldwell Long Live the Queen Queen Sword gets my first vote. So column A, one point so far. All right. Coming in at number 24 for A, we've got the Tatawahe 20th anniversary Grand Chasseur. Chasser? Chasseur? Chasseur sounds fancier. Column B, we've got the Agonorsa Leaf Anniversario Maduro Grand Robusto. This is this is I like this start here. This is uh this is really interesting to see kind of the A versus B, me not knowing which is which. Uh so both of these fantastic cigars. I haven't smoked the Tatawahe 20th, uh, but I've smoked numerous Tatawahe's over the years. And uh this one I'm gonna say is probably somewhat similar to those. However, my vo- vote here is gonna go column B, the Agonor Salif Anniversario Maduro. I'm a huge fan of the Anavasario lines from Agonorsa, and the Maduro is just absolutely fantastic. So that's going to have to get my vote for sure, but that Tatawahe I know would be a killer, killer cigar. Coming in at number 23, column A, we've got the EP Carrillo Short Run 2023 Toro, and column B, we've got a brand that I'm not familiar with again, the Artista Midnight Robusto. And uh, yeah, once again, this is another one. If, if you've uh, encountered this brand or smoked this brand before, please let me know in the comments below. Uh, looks like it's made in the Dominican Republic. The Artista Midnight brings you strong savories of earth, almond, chocolate, and more courtesy of a dark Ecuadorian Habano over select tobaccos from Nicaragua, Ecuador, and the Dominican Republic, as well as the USA. So this thing's got a little bit of everything in it. Let's see if I recognize any of the other lines in this brand no i'm not familiar with anything by them so uh both of these i have not smoked epc obviously is one that is always in the top 25 top 10 top 5 for for numerous uh cigar publications just off looking at these i really want to smoke that artista midnight robusto uh if you're not watching this on youtube it is a dark looks like very oily wrapper uh, but honestly the band of this thing is absolutely gorgeous so uh just off kind of the the image of this alone i know i read the description of it as well so they get a couple extra points for that but the band if i'm walking down a humidor or a brick and mortar and i haven't looked you know I've, i'm just kind of walking around i'm going for the artista midnight just based off how 
gorgeous that band is. So, uh, yeah, Column B is going to get my vote here. And uh, I think I'm going to have to find some of these. I, I, I really want to smoke that cigar. That looks really good. Coming in at number 2020, or coming in at number 22, Column A, we've got the Liga Pravada H99 Connecticut Corojo Papas Fritas. I did not know they made an H99 uh, Papas Fritas. The Papas Fritas is uh, their smaller Vitola. I think they it's a mix of short and long filler, or maybe it's just short filler uh, of their Liga lines. So they've got a, a regular Papas Fritas and uh, apparently a Connecticut Corojo version of that as well. And then uh, Column B coming in at number 2020, coming in at 22 for them is a Gurkha Connecticut Asura. And that's why I laughed initially. It's it. It's kind of weird to see a Gurkha on here. Um, I'm not a fan of the Gurkha lines at all. Granted, I've only smoked a few. I haven't smoked them all. So there's probably some gems out there. Obviously, this one is good enough to come in at number 20. Coming in at number 22. I don't know why I want to keep saying 2022. Uh, at number 22. So it, it obviously is good enough to make this list. But it's just the brand itself I'm kind of turned off from. And, and I don't have interest in smoking their lines if someone handed it to me i'd be more than happy to smoke it but not one that i'm going to reach for so based off that alone uh column a is going to get my vote the papas fritas are, are great short smokes they usually get i think they come in like 50 counts they're uh not that expensive and so they're they're a uh, quicker format smoke they're all really good like i said i believe they're mixed filler and so, yeah, I bet this one is no different. I've enjoyed the Papas Fritas that I've smoked before. I've smoked the Nasty Fritas as well. They're all uh, great uh, short uh, format smokes. Woo! Coming in. At 21, uh, these are both fantastic cigars. This is going to be very hard for me to choose. Uh, column A, we've got the Placencia Year of the Rabbit. And column B, we've got the Casa 1910 Soladera Edition. Uh, the, damn. This is a tough one. If I recall, I know I smoked the Year of the Rabbit from Placencia. I think we even did a podcast on smoking two different years of. Uh, maybe I'm mistaken, but I know I smoked it at some point. However, I've got a shout out to our boys over there at Casa 1910. That's definitely getting my vote. The Solidera edition came out. We shipped it in boxes at the beginning of 2023. We were fortunate enough to smoke a pre, uh, pre-release blend of it when we were there in 2022 for the Casa 1910 experience, and so just kind of the the memory, the story of that cigar, the experiences that I've had while smoking that cigar, smoking it with all the Casa 1910 guys when I was back down in Mexico in 2023, and even when we were at PCA, like this is a cigar that I reached for. Uh, our first cigar that I smoked when I was down there in Mexico in November. Uh, so this is definitely going to get my vote. Column B, Casa 1910, Soladera edition. It's my second favorite Casa 1910 cigar right behind the uh, Chuchilo Parado. But that's a good, that's a hard choice uh, at 21. I can't imagine how, I mean, these, these lists are just going to get better and better. Coming in at number 20 for column A is the Paustani Wojek 2023 edition. And column B, we've got the K by Karen Berger, 25th anniversary by AJ Fernandez in Toro Vitola. Uh, I'm not too familiar with the uh, Karen Berger, Berger cigar, uh, but it's made by AJ. So you know it's going to be bringing the flavor. AJ's got a certain characteristics uh, to the tobacco that they use. 
we always talk about Aganorsa having a specific Aganorsa like twang to it, so to speak. I think AJ also has a particular characteristics in the tobacco that he uses that usually after you've smoked enough AJ Fernandez cigars or cigars made by him, you can quickly pick out that characteristic AJ funk, uh, I think is kind of the best way to describe it. So while I haven't smoked this cigar, I can kind of picture what I think that cigar would uh, would taste like. But for me, uh, I'm going to have to give the vote to column A. The Paustani cigars are always fantastic. I've smoked several of these over the year. Now, I don't believe I smoked the 2023 edition, but I do believe I have the 2023 edition waiting to be smoked. So I need to go into my humidor and uh, pull that one to the top to uh, to go through. But column A in this case is going to be getting my vote. Number 19 in column A, we've got the Davidoff limited edition 2023 year of the rabbit. So another year of the rabbit uh, coming in for column A. And then for column B, we've got the Confidencia Al 56. I have no idea on that one, so I'm going to have to quickly Confidencia. So it looks like this is a Honduran brand. Uh, I'm not familiar with it. There's not really any bands on it. There's nothing that I can truly pull away from it. So it looks like just a, a I don't want to say a bundled cigar. However, a cigar that's kind of sold on banded for me, I don't know. There's not too much given away. I'm th- trying to think about if I'm walking down a brick and mortar and I don't kind of see, you know, I don't know what I want to smoke. I'm just kind of going off appearances only. I'm going to have to go for the Davidoff limited edition, not only for the brand, you know, maybe if you took off the actual Davidoff label, it's got that secondary year of the rabbit band on it. So for me, I'm going to go with that one just off looks alone. But uh, I'm a huge fan of Honduran cigars. I would love to smoke this cigar, uh, the Confidencial 56. uh, But just going off looks alone, going to have to give it to column A on this one. Number 18, column A, we've got the Padron Family Reserve, number 96 Maduro. Column B, we've got the Chateau Diem Conviction Robusto. Not uh, familiar with the Chateau Diem brand. Uh, It does have a, a band on it, so it is recognizable. Uh, for me, though, I would have to go with the Padron Family Reserve, number 96 Maduro. This is kind of their next step up in the Padron line. I would say it's not the top tier, but it's it's like their second to top tier. Uh, that cigar is always consistent. I know I, I kind of give Padron a hard time for for me, you know, not being too innovative. However, they are consistent. You're always going to grab a Padron and know you're going to get a consistent burn line. You're going to get consistent flavors from uh, line to line. So for me, I would certainly grab that family reserve, number 96 Maduro. And I would I would smoke that on you know a special occasion for me. That would be a special occasion cigar. A uh, little bit pricier uh, from some of their other lines, but always, always a good smoke. Number 17, uh, column A, we've got Fuente Fuente Opus X, The Undefeated. And for column B, we've got the Villiger 1888 Nicaraguan Coronita. Two fantastic cigars, two drastically different cigars as well. Uh, The Fuente Fuente obviously is going to be a higher MSRP. I don't know the the Vitola that the Undefeated is or if it's something specific or or a change of the Opus. So I'm just going to presume it's kind of a Vitola of a normal Opus. The Villiger 1888 is... 
uh, out of their new Nicaraguan factory. And that cigar is not only beautiful, but it is gorgeous. I'm a huge Villiger fan, so I'm completely biased in my selection of column B here. However, you know, you, you couldn't have two opposite ends of the spectrum cigars in terms of MSRP. For me, that Fuente, uh, Fuente cigars, the Opuses specifically, are always going to be a special occasion cigar. So that's why I say they're kind of on the opposite ends of the spectrum. That Villiger 1888 could be an everyday smoke, where for me, the Opus X is not an everyday smoke. So that's kind of my comparison. Both wonderful cigars. For me, though, that Villiger 1888 is just a wonderful everyday smoke. It's approachable. You can hand that to anyone, uh, and chances are they're going to enjoy it, regardless of the cigar-type smoker that they are. So for me, the vote's going to go column B. Shout out to Villiger for making number 17 of whoever list this is. I will say it's quite interesting, you know, not knowing which list is, is which, column B seems to be more global than column A. Uh, we've seen two brands on here that seem to be obscure or location-specific. It seems to be uh, maybe similar to Scar Aficionado, where Scar Aficionado includes a lot of Cuban brands. Column B here is looking like they're including more European or, or just global ones that aren't necessarily uh, just U.S. market dominant. Uh, obviously, that could change as we get into this. We're only almost 10 in here, but uh, kind of just initial thoughts, initial um, reaction to column A versus column B. Column A, I'm going to butcher the hell out of this one. This is not a cigar or a brand that I recognize uh, and these are now just being put in front of me, so I couldn't do any pre-prep. We've got the Quinquagerio. That's not how it sounds, so look that one up. You're going to have to tune into the YouTube video to see the spelling of that one. Uh, for column A, column B, we've got the United, United Cigars Maduro Toro. Uh, I have smoked this cigar, a huge fan of United. They have uh, really cigars in, in everyone's price range, which I really admire, uh, they've got everyday smokes uh, and all the way up to, you know, occasional celebratory smokes, I'd like to call it. Or, you know, heck, if you've got the money, they could be your everyday smokes as well. So no judging there. Uh, for me, the column A reminds me of almost like a, a the Saka Khan. It's a minimal band. It's got the name across of it. Uh, so it kind of gives me that Steve Saka style band where it's just kind of the name of the cigar around it. Uh, but for me... I'm going to go for the United Cigars, column B, just for familiarity of it. And I know I enjoy that cigar, so that would be the one that I would choose. Uh, this is, uh, I expected to see this cigar in column A because we saw another of the brand previously. Uh, that's the Paustani Connecticut Perfecto. Uh, Paustani came out with the uh, with the new Connecticut this year, uh, or for 2023. So when I saw the Wojek 2023, I expected to see this on here as well because it is a wonderful Connecticut. Uh, column B, we've got the Kristoff Signature Series 2023 Inner Tobacco Exclusive Toro. Uh, going back to what I said on column B being more worldly, uh, we've got an Inner Tobacco release, which is a European event. So Inner Tobacco is basically the PCA of Europe. So it kind of goes in line with what I was talking about previously. For me, though, choosing between the two, I would definitely go with the uh, Paustani Connecticut Perfecto. I love the branding of this cigar. The band is gorgeous. It's black with gold accents on the label or the the um, 
uh, the Paustani symbol, just kind of as a beautiful dichotomy uh, of the Connecticut rapper versus that dark gold leaf uh, band. So for me, column A is going to be getting my vote on this one. But the Christoph Sirichi, uh, signature series, I bet is a fantastic smoke. Uh, just not one that I would able to be able to get. Coming in, number 14, column A, we've got the Flor de las Antilles 19, excuse me, 10th anniversary limited edition 2022. And column B, we've got the Aldino Sumatra limited edition Toro, both fantastic brands. Uh, I haven't smoked these particular cigars that we've got listed here, but I've smoked both of these brands numerous times. Uh, I think they're absolutely gorgeous branding. Uh, Aldino, Aldino normally has like a secondary translucent paper on it in lieu of cellophane. Uh, for me, though, I'm going to go have to, uh, I will go with column A here, the 10th anniversary limited edition. Uh, just something about that cigar just pops to me. I think it's kind of like this renaissance looking artwork to their bands that are just absolutely gorgeous i i love it, it's almost like old school feel to uh to the bands that uh, just draw me into them so i'm confused on number 13 here and uh perhaps ramsey in the background while i read this off you can kind of tell me the difference between the two but column a at number 13 we've got the davidoff limited edition 2023 year of the rabbit flagship edition and so i'm not too sure how that differs from the normal year of the rabbit for Davidoff that we looked at previously. And then number 13 in column B, we've got the principal accomplice 10th anniversary Desiene, uh, which is that cigar was number 25 for cigar aficionado and is a wonderful cigar. We shipped that in boxes previously for me while Ramsey looks up in the background to see if he can find any quick differences between the two year of the rabbits for Davidoff. Uh, I imagine maybe one was probably more limited than the other or, or specific unique run as opposed to the flagship edition being one that was in normal brick and mortars, perhaps. Uh, for me, it's going to be the Accomplice uh, 10th anniversary. That cigar is just, God, is it good. Darren went all out for that release, and it is no surprise that it is on two different lists here. It is a wonderful smoke. If you haven't smoked it yet, uh, I highly recommend, uh, you know, you can get them on uh, the principal website, get them at your local brick and mortar, but uh, definitely reach out. Column B is going to get my vote. So just got word from Ramsey that the the differences between the two Year of the Rabbits uh, from Davidoff, the flagship edition was a unique Vitola uh, sold in more limited quantities, and it may have been exclusive to the Davidoff Geneva lounges. So that's the difference between the two, but still going to have to give column B the principal accomplice 10th anniversary, my vote. Uh, I love that cigar and I would smoke that cigar as many times as I could. So we've got column A coming in at number 12, Leaf by Oscar, 10th anniversary, uh, Criollo Toro. And then for column B, we've got Flor del Selva Maduro Toro, another brand that I'm not familiar with. I, I, without looking it up, uh, I'm going to have to probably say this is maybe another a region specific cigar whether it's the Dominican Republic or you know Europe whatever have you uh, for me though the Leaf by Oscar 10th anniversary is going to get my vote I love a Criollo cigar 
and I really enjoy the banding on this one. I'm not too sure what I'm looking at here is just the actual cigar with the leaf band on it. So I don't know. I would assume that this cigar is still going to have that outer wrapper leaf that I'm familiar with uh, that are that's usually included on the leaf by Oscar lines. So it's basically a wrapper leaf that you take off to get to the actual cigar. You don't smoke that wrapper leaf. Uh, it can be confusing for for some people when they get that. They think that that's the actual cigar you smoke. That wrapper leaf on the outside is uh, is basically like their version of cellophane. You take off that wrapper, and then underneath of it is the Bandit Cigar. But I uh, love the branding of it. It looks t- delicious for food terminology, and uh, I definitely would smoke that. All righty. So uh, great. Number 11 here. Column A, we've got the Zeno Nicaragua Half Corona. And column B, we've got West Tampa Tobacco Company White Toro. Uh, so the, Z, the Zeno Nicaragua, uh, if you're not looking at uh, us on YouTube or me on YouTube right now. It's the uh, the cigar that has that Z on it. It is an offshoot of Davidoff, I believe. I believe it uses similar tobacco or uh, is able to use similar tobacco that Davidoff uses. Uh, this is a great pr- wallet-friendly cigar. Uh, I've smoked a couple of these. They've got a couple different lines in the Zeno one. Uh, I've smoked this cigar with coffee in the morning. And it is great. It's not going to break the bank and uh, pretty consistent. The My vote, though, is going to go column B, West Tampa Tobacco Company. Uh, their white series is absolutely wonderful. Every line by West Tampa is a treat. They are a, It's a gem. And uh, we had the, the West Tampa Tobacco Red made my top list of 2023. I was trying to think if it made uh, uh, our... Cigar cigar club list, but it did not because we just shipped it in January. So wouldn't it have not made it for 2023. So uh, that's great to see on there. And I think it may have made Cigar Aficionados. I think it was on someone else's list too. Uh, if it were not Cigar Aficionado, it was another list that uh, I think I I briefly saw. But for me, column B. Uh, this is a tough one though. But but uh, West Tampa uh, takes that spot, takes that vote for me. All righty. So coming in, uh, we're now going into the top ten here of each. So really getting down to probably just a few minor points between these. Uh, most companies do like a 100 scale rating. Uh, so these are probably all 90 pluses. So you're starting to, to really get into tough decisions as you get into the top 10. So column A, we've got the Highclere High Castle Senator by Foundation Cigars. And then column B, we've got the Alados Original Blend Toro. Uh, I'm believe I'm familiar with that brand. I, I haven't smoked anything by that brand. But for me, it's going to go the uh, High, Claire, High Claire Castle Senator by Foundation Cigars. The branding of this cigar is absolutely gorgeous. It's a uh, Egyptian motif. It, I believe it comes in like a sarcophagus box. I mean, it's absolutely gorgeous. I haven't had the chance to smoke it, but it has been on my find it, buy it, smoke it list. Uh, Nick does a just an absolutely wonderful job in blending tobacco, but more more so, not more importantly, but more so, he does such a wonderful job of incorporating the story behind the blend into the name and just building up, uh, you know, heritage and culture and incorporating that into the name and the blend of the cigar. So for me, my vote. Uh, for a number 10 here would go for column A. Coming in at number nine for column A, we've got the Mikierda Black 
Papa Saka. Wonderful cigar. Uh, this is, uh, I smoked this one and I smoked the Saka Khan. Thank you, uh, Sam, for sending us that. Uh, I think you actually sent us both of those. So thank you for allowing me to smoke uh, these cigars here. And column B, we've got the Florida Copen Grand Reserva 20th Anniversario Rosas. Uh, this, to me, is another brand that I'm not familiar with and kind of re you know, affirms to me that number your column B is more of a, a global world list. Um, and, and column A seems to be more U.S. market based. Uh, but for me, my vote's going to go column A. I absolutely love anything that Steve Saka puts out there. And the uh, Papa Saka and the Saka Khan are, are no exception. Both absolutely wonderful cigars. At this point, <clears throat> column A, this is a made up name. I'm going to butcher this. Here we go. Column A at number eight, we've got the Mirafel Mir Robusto. I the band is very familiar. The name of this cigar I have never seen in my life. <laughs> oh man. Yep. If you've if you've smoked this cigar or you know how to pronounce it, please let me know in the comments below so I can educate myself and not uh not seem so um what's the word I'm looking for? Ignorant. That's it. Wow. Ramsey, you got to give me like pronunciations. I need you to, to break that one out phonetically for me so I can look a little bit smarter as I break into these. Uh, and coming in number eight, uh, we've got for column B, Oscar Valdez, 10th anniversary Toro. I have smoked this cigar. It was wonderful. I, I smoked this when I stopped at a local brick and mortar as I was doing the Kentucky Bourbon Trail in March of 2023. Uh, really wonderful. I don't smoke too many cigars by Oscar. Uh, he's got uh, a wonderful portfolio. Every cigar that I have smoked is always wonderful, always great. You know, you've got the leaf that we just talked about before, and then we've got this uh, 10th anniversary release. Uh, I loved it. My wife, Bailey, loved it. Uh, I think she smoked one as well as we were hanging out uh, just for the night at this local brick and mortar. So for me, Column B, definitely going to get the vote. But uh, the Mir Rafael Mir Robusto does look like a good cigar. It's kind of, it reminds me of the, the new Rocky Patel hundred dollar cigar. That's like the band that makes it look like a gold bar, uh, kind of gives me similar vibes to that one, but still a very beautiful cigar. And, and one that I would definitely pick up if I was walking by it, it pops, uh, from, you know, your traditional band of a cigar. So it, they definitely have presentation down to a, a, a science for that, that, uh, that band. So column A, number seven, we've got the Erio Dark 1118. And for column B, we've got the AJ Fernandez New World Dorado Robusto. Uh, I'm not familiar with uh, the first cigar and for column A. Obviously very familiar with AJ. And uh, I would definitely go for column B here would get my vote. The New World Dorado was a cigar that was released last year. And uh, it's a gorgeous band. I, I love the almost like patina that uh, they chose for the color it's like a a washed out faded yellow and it, it i think it it definitely reflects to me that new world motif that they're going for uh kind of like that old school tobacco uh 18 1700s look to it so uh, i love that look love that band and uh i love that cigar so definitely column b gets my vote all right so coming in at number six uh for column a we've got the placencia ethafol and for column B, we've got the Davidoff Year of the Dragon Double Corona. 
interesting because we are now in the year of the dragon. Last year was the year of the rabbit. So uh, I maybe this released at the end of 2023, which is why it appears here. I, I can't quite recall uh, for column B. But uh, for me, I think I'm going to go with the Placencia. Uh, I have haven't smoked either of these. I do love both brands. I love the tobacco that they use in, in the majority of their cigars. Um, so for me, it's just going to come down to appearance. If I was walking through a brick and mortar again, uh, I, I love the the green and gold banding on the Placencia. It just kind of pops against that wrapper leaf that they've got on this cigar. So, um, you know, for me, just appearances alone, I'm going to go with column A Placencia. All right. So now we are getting into the top five. And uh, column A, we've got the uh, Mustrea de Saka Krakatoa, which I do have. I have this cigar. I have not smoked it. Smoked it. It's in a coffin, which is probably the reason why I haven't smoked it yet, because there's something about a cigar that comes in its own individual coffin that is just a gorgeous presentation. And it does the opposite for me because I don't want to smoke it. Like, I don't want to. I guess I could keep the coffin after smoking the cigar, but it's just such a gorgeous piece to have in the humidor. And I, I just don't know why I never smoked. I have a couple cigars by Saka, and I have a couple cigars. I have the Sereno Big Old A Anniversario Edition that they've got. Uh, a couple others that are in coffins. And I just, I'll go to them, I'll look them in the coffin. I'm like, nope, this is too beautiful to smoke, and I'll put it back. So I need to change that since this is coming in at number five here. Uh, but for column B, we've got the Placencia Amaforte Eduardo. Uh this is a cigar I remember seeing at PCA when we walked by the Placencia booth. I love that color green. It's a dark hunter green. I think it pops beautifully with the gold accent in their lettering. Uh, I'm actually looking at redesigning my office this year into like a bar speakeasy type of uh, vibe motif. And these are kind of the colors that I'm going for here. Uh, so it's cool to see them on a band and, and kind of that inspiration behind where I'm going with my bar to, or office redesign. But for me, I am going to have to throw it over to Steve Saka. Uh, column A is going to get my vote for the Krakatoa. And uh, there's a couple cigars. I need to go back through this episode and write down the cigars that I do have that have made this list that I just need to push up to the smoke immediately queue. Uh, Coming in at number four for column A, we've got the Christoph Trace Compadres Toro. And for column B, we've got the Rocky Patel Disciple Robusto. Uh, I'm not familiar with either of these lines. Obviously, I'm familiar with Christoph and Rocky Patel. Uh, these are, are based off the banding alone and the branding behind those bands. Uh, these tend to me, these at least look more of a higher end MSRP, a higher uh, uh, line for these brands. Not that I necessarily think Christoph and Rocky Patel produce, don't have higher you know, MSRP versions of their cigars, but I tend to think of both brands as being more budget friendly, you know, around that six to $8 range. Uh, but just based off how kind of gorgeous both of these bands look, I would suspect that both of these are in the higher MSRP range, maybe around that 15 to $20 uh, price point. Yeah. So Ramsey just looked up. Both of these cigars are actually $10.50. So very surprising, you know, just based off looks alone, I would suspect uh, that they have a higher MSRP to them. Uh, for me, if I'm walking down a humidor, I don't know. I think I'm going to grab the Kristoff. Um, you know, 
no, no rhyme or reason on that one. I think the wrapper is a little bit lower, uh, lighter. It has a little bit lighter shade to it. So probably more in that medium range. So for me, that would be the one that I'm going to gravitate towards and grab. But both of them are, are pretty. And I'm surprised at the price point of each. They look like they would be higher MSRP. So shout out to both Christoph and Rocky Patel for, for pushing that elegant band design in, uh, you know, uh, cigar, depending on your market. So shout out to them. Those look absolutely uh, beautiful. So coming in at number three, uh, column A, we've got the Room 101 Johnny Tobacconaut Perfecto. And for column B, we've got the Liga Pravada Unico Series Year of the Rabbit. And I don't think I knew that they came out with the Year of the Rabbit um, Liga uh, Liga line. Um, I know I've smoked the Year of the Rat, so it doesn't surprise me that they did. But uh, I don't think I ever heard or saw anything about this cigar Whereas on the other end, the Johnny Tobacco Nut, I saw this cigar everywhere on social media. Um, this is a cigar, if I recall correctly, that was brought back uh, just last year. The Johnny Tobacco Nut line was a, a line that I was familiar with, but I was more familiar with this line back in like 2016, 2017, 2018. So I'm glad uh, that they brought it back. And uh, column A is definitely going to get my vote. I love the Johnny Tobacco Nut line. I love the branding, the imagery, like the spaceman it's just it's gorgeous like that's a a cigar that you could get like tattooed right like the image of the spaceman walking there's something about it that i think would make a killer tattoo uh and so yeah column a definitely going to get my vote and uh, i have not smoked this one i've got a couple uh johnny tobacco nuts from years previously and uh that i've smoked i absolutely love they have this like natural sweetness to them that's almost like creme brulee so i'm curious to see if this uh the new one that just came out recently is similar to those older uh blends that i've got but yeah that would get my vote for sure all right coming down number two here column a we've got the davidoff anniversario number one limited edition collection and uh column b we've got jc newman l batten bellicoso uh both of these cigars are gorgeous i'm not familiar with that jc newman cigar but i really enjoy the band it almost reminds me of the warped uh futuro band it's kind of uh it's got like an aged look to it uh somewhat somewhat minimalistic it's got the name el batten on it whereas the warped futuro has futuro on it and uh absolutely gorgeous for me though that davidoff anniversario number one is a just fantastic cigar wonderful smoke one that it's just approachable any time of the day. All that to say, though, I really want to search out and find this J.C. Newman cigar just based off the band alone. Um, absolutely gorgeous. But for me, column A is going to take uh, take my vote here. All righty. So number one cigar of each of these publications, 2023 cigar of the year. Coming in at number one for column A, we've got the Mirafell, which I actually think is how you say it. The Mirafell Cigar Richard Double Robusto. And for column B, we've got the E.P. Carrillo Allegiance Confident. Confidant, sorry. Uh, No surprise to see another EPC cigar making the number one cigar of the year for a publication. Uh, EPC pretty much always has something in the top five, top three, if not top one on someone's publication year over year. I would be shocked if there's a brand, maybe Padron, maybe Fuente, that has had more top cigars across publications uh, over the last 10 years than EPC. For me, it would have to be, uh, my vote would go to column B here, EPC Allegiance Confidant, uh, just because I know how consistent EPC is. He's always producing cigars of the year. 
And uh, I haven't tried this one, but I would certainly grab this one anytime I would walk into a brick and mortar. I've tried all of the others that he has released over the years that have had number one spots. And so this will be one that I, I look for, actively look for, and uh, try it. But the Mirafel, which I do think is how it's pronounced, uh, two cigars for column A in their top 25. So they're certainly doing something right uh, to be up there with Davidoff and Placencia that had multiple spots on column A's top uh, cigar of the year uh, or their top 25. So Ramsey has been in the background tallying up each column's votes. Uh, he's now going to calculate those after a brief moment here and uh, let me know which column received the most votes and then we'll reveal which column uh, was which publication. So he has tallied up the votes with a score of 16 to 9. Column A was um, the one that I chose the most cigars out of. And column A was column A was half wheel. So that means column B would have been cigar journal. And I think this makes sense. As that list went on, I definitely talked about and got holy sh I definitely talked about and got the feeling that publication B was more was including more uh, worldly brands, so cigars that maybe would be would be found outside of that U.S. market. And I I usually associate Cigar Journal with being kind of you know a worldly publication. Um, not that Half Wheel isn't, but to me Half Wheel is more the list that I look at each year to be focused on cigars that me as a consumer in the United States would be able to get their hands on and smoke. Uh, it's always the list that I, I kind of put above everyone else's list that is a, you know, Cigar Journal, Cigar Aficionado, Half Wheel. There's a, a bunch of others as well. But Half Wheel to me is uh, the creme de la creme, the one that I look forward to the most. Uh, and so it's no surprising that their list resonated more with me as a consumer uh, despite their number one cigar, you know, me not choosing that one. Obviously, I chose Cigar Journals as one that I'd want to smoke. Uh, as I was talking here, Ramsey pulled up uh, the Half Wheel number one cigar, the Mira Fell cigar. Uh, and uh, we've got it, it's a couple information on it. We don't know the origin or the factory. It's a Cameroonian wrapper with undisclosed binder and filler. And uh, the, the part that took me by surprise here is uh, it's an $86 MSRP cigar. Wow. Uh, I would have never have guessed it. Uh, he goes on. There's uh, some information here on Halfwell. They provided the Mirafell family has been in the tobacco business for more than 140 years, growing and selling leaves from Cuba, Indonesia, and Germany, as well as being um, the prominent grower of Cameroonian tobacco in Africa. So, and looks like that Cameroon wrapper that they uh, are known for is used by everyone across the board, Toro Fuente, Aldis, uh, United, General, uh, sorry, not United, General Cigars here. So, wow, $86 MSRP is, uh, whew, there's not too many cigars that you're going to be able to find that start to break over that $50 price range. So for an $86 cigar, it better be damn good. I don't think I'm ever picking up this cigar. If it was handed to me, I would, or maybe, maybe a special occasion knowing that it made Half Wheel's number one cigar of 2023, but uh, that is, <clears throat> that's expensive. So if you have smoked that uh, cigar, I need to know in the comments below, is it worth $86 uh, and would you smoke it again? Uh, because that's a, that's an investment. That's not one that you're just going to randomly pick up on a whim. You got to feel like you got to 
uh, a Franklin burned in your pocket for that cigar. So uh, amazing list by both Half Wheel and Cigar Journal of 2023. I, 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 I applauded Cigar Aficionado for their 2023 list. I think it's by far the best top 25 list that they've had. Uh, and a lot of you have reached out to me and, and agreed with me in that one. So I'm glad to know that I wasn't alone. Uh, at the end of the day, I think I enjoy the Half Wheel one, or I definitely enjoy Half Wheel's list uh, over Cigar Aficionado's list this year. It still resonates to me more as a consumer and as someone in the U.S. market. The cigars are certainly ones that I feel that I would be able to find easier or regularly or you know anywhere on, on a local brick and mortar or an online store. And I would say Cigar Journal and Cigar Aficionado's top 25 are uh, dead even in terms of approachability to me as a consumer. Uh, and the cigars that they listed, I think, are um, uh, are both kind of, you know, in the same line. Interestingly, I don't think any of these were Cubans on either of these lists, or at least if they were Cuban cigars, they're not your typical Cuban mainstream brand. So I wonder if that was intentional if they go into it saying, you know, we're not going to include Cuban cigars just because of their availability, or if just no Cuban cigars made their top 25 list of 2023. But shout out to all three of those brands. I think you had really great lists for 2023. And uh, I really enjoyed doing this blind. It was very interesting to not know which list was list and kind of dissect those lists. And uh, if I had to guess, I would have probably guessed that column A was half wheel. Uh, based off the cigars that they listed. So that was really, really cool to see. And uh, I'm glad to see, uh, uh, you know, a half wheel took my blind vote and it's usually my one, the one that I like the most. So that was really cool to see. So we've got a question of the show and then, uh, you know, we've got a giveaway here. So a uh, question of the show is what's the best way to get rid of the cigar taste after smoking? It's tough because I don't think I found a good way to do it. Uh, I have tried brushing my teeth immediately after. I've brushed my teeth and taken a shower. I've brushed my teeth, showered, washed my face. Uh, I've done all three at once. I've done brush my teeth, wash my face, et cetera, et cetera. I've tried eating afterwards. I've tried, you know, drinking a soda or an energy drink or a cocktail. And honestly, for me, I'm not too offended by having, if it's a good cigar, I don't mind a lingering kind of cigar aroma in on my palate afterwards. Uh, some people, you know, if it's a not a great cigar, it can leave a harsh, bitter aftertaste, which I certainly don't enjoy. So I'm going to make sure maybe, you know, brush my teeth, mouthwash and eat something, you know, whatever it takes. Uh, but for me, I haven't really found any one go to solution. Uh, for me, you know, taking a shower, brushing my teeth and, you know, changing clothes, you know, I've got like a jacket on here which is why, you know, they had cigar smoking jackets, right? You know, that way you wouldn't get your cigar, your clothes smelling like cigars as heavily, which kind of helps. I think it's more of a, an overall thing as well. I think it's a combination of it being on your palate. If you've got facial hair, it will be in your facial hair or even just on your skin and then on your clothes as well. So for me, you know, having a smoking jacket, brushing my teeth and, and hopping in the shower if I really feel like I need to, are all the ways that I kind of go after it. But uh, if you've got a, like a surefire solution that you do to really completely cleanse your palate, get rid of any cigar aftertaste after having one, I definitely would love to know in the comments below. Uh, but there's also cigars that you smoke that literally leave no aftertaste. Um, to me, I associate it with really good tobacco. And the cigar that I associate the most with no aftertaste at all is going to be the Aganorsa Supreme Leaf. That blend 
never leaves anything. You could smoke five of those cigars in a row and you're you're not going to tell that you smoked a cigar. So, you know, there's also, you know, the cigar that you choose will determine uh, the kind of lingering taste on your palate afterwards. Uh, but uh, let's do a giveaway. Uh, we've got a wonderful accessory kit that's going to include a beautiful ashtray and a wonderful torch lighter. Uh, and I need to know in the comments below, what cigar list did you prefer if you were keeping tally uh, as we went along and you kind of did it blind with me? Which, uh, which list did you end up choosing? Or if you, you know, didn't uh, do it blindly at the end of it, which list would you choose? Would you go half wheels? Would you go cigar journals? Or you know what? Would you choose cigar aficionados? We'll, we'll take any of those. So let us know um, below or maybe, you know what? Let's, let's open it all up. Is there another publication that you looked at and you preferred their list over the three that we've talked about over the last two episodes? Let us know in the comments below. We'll select a winner randomly and send you out uh, our accessory kit. Once again, that's going to include an ashtray and a torch lighter. Well, that was it. Uh, these have been my favorite episodes uh, that we do each year, consistent episodes. I love kind of hiding myself from all the publications over the last several months. It's not easy. Uh, fortunately, none of the, uh, the only thing that was spoiled for me was one of the cigars. I think it was number 10 or I don't know, one of the numbers uh, for the cigar aficionados, but I was able to hide from Half Wheel and I was able to hide for Cigar Journal, which is not easy because I frequent their sites and I frequent their social media. Uh, but I absolutely love it. So now I can go back to not being a hermit and not uh, hiding myself from cigar publications. Uh, but thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the Cigar Club podcast. Until next time, everyone, happy smoking. Thank you.